Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a special edition uh, of A Vision for You. My name is Larry Kay, and I've been drafted into service here um, on Sunday. I'm a recovered compulsive reader, and I hail from Chicago, or the area. Uh, today is Sunday, February 2nd, 2019. Let me give you the share ID numbers for Friday, January 31st. Uh, here are the following numbers. For the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting on Friday, that number is 14053. That's 14,053. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, that number is 14,055, 14055. This morning, A Vision for You presents A Journey to Freedom, Fellowship, and Faith, Personal Story of Transformation as the Result of the 12 Steps. You know, a journey is a trip. It, it, it's typically a long trip uh, where we travel from one place to another, and it, it can certainly be arduous. I don't know what that means, but it sounds right. It could be arduous. It could be challenging. It's not for the faint of heart among us. Uh, and, and it's going to take patience, and it's going to take grit and perseverance. But, oh, how, how miraculous this trek proves to be for those that cross the bridge to freedom. You know, when we, when we choose to embark on this spiritual journey uh, towards freedom, we, we are reminded that freedom is not free. You know, there, there is most certainly a price to be paid. We're going to hear about someone this morning who paid that price, continues to pay that price. Yeah, if, of course, we are to be restored to sanity. And spiritual surrender is a miraculously wonderful phenomenon. I mean, I've seen it with my own eyes. And... Um, we're going to see it this morning. For many of us, we find that there was a timing and a rhythm to being ready, you know. Often many of us look back at our own, our own journey. I look back at mine. And, and we have to acknowledge that we were not truly ready until we were brought to our knees in desperation. But what a lovely gift that was, that, that gift of desperation, because the, the floor met us precisely where it needed to. And the, and the big book tells us that without God's help, this process of, of transformation would be too much for us. You know, it, 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 but there is one who has all power. That one is God. May we find him now. And what was needed was a revolutionary shift in our perceptions and all old ideas, emotions, and attitudes, which had once really guided us. You know, they were kind of like our GPS system, the internal system. Well, those would have to be replaced by a new organic system of faith. A higher power would now dominate us in a very loving way. You know, there was a, a new sheriff in town, you know, but we willingly accepted the grace and love offered by that sheriff. And, and just as much as, as that sheriff's badge of authority, <clears throat> it was grace. And we, we, we also know that a self-absorbed mind is really, you know, incapable of healing a self-absorbed mind. And we needed God to do that on our behalf. And we, we follow the instructions laid out in the big book. And the higher power does the transformation of mind, body, and spirit. And we, when we become immersed in these steps, we're brought into alignment with that higher power. And do we do this alone? Well, of course we don't. We, we trudge this road together with our fellows, those that have crossed the bridge to freedom, and they, and they, they hold a, a lantern that lights up a pathway towards freedom. Another fellow I know wrote in the margin of her big book, she showed it to me, says, you won't be lonely and neither will they 
You will create companionship among your fellows. You will continue to help more. And it's, isn't it true? I mean, ultimately, this higher power shows, its, shows itself through the love expressed within each of us. So joining us this morning to speak about her journey is Darian Kay. And Darian, I, I, I've, seen, I've seen this woman. I, I've talked to her. She, she's, she's real. She's a loyal servant of the Fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous, and she hails from the Berkshires of Western uh, Massachusetts, and we hear her. And, and I'm guessing she's probably been to a few of those renowned uh, annual festivals over the years they have out there. But please join me in, in welcoming Darian Kay. Darian, have you been to any of those festivals? Um, yes, at Tanglewood with my, <laughs> my buddy, James Taylor, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my gosh, cool. Well, welcome, Darian. Yep. We, we welcome. Thank, thank you. you for your service. Oh, thank you so much, Larry. That was so beautiful. My, oh, my heart is full of gratitude. Um, yeah, so I'm Darian Kay um, from the Berkshires. I um, didn't always live out here. I lived in eastern Massachusetts, and I grew up in, north, in the north shore of Massachusetts, so I've been all around Massachusetts. But um, I, you know, I reached out to Leah um, about doing a special edition, and <laughs> after I texted her, I thought, am I crazy? But you know what? I did it because I'm so grateful, so incredibly grateful for OA and and what I was taught early on um, was to graciously give back um, in order to keep this wonderful gift I have today. Um, and also um, that self-centered fear, um, you know, is, is something that I need to overcome, um, you know, that it would keep me from sharing with all of you if I um, let the fear rule me. So I, you know, I, I reached out and... Um, yeah, she got back to me, and here I am. So, um, yeah, I am so blessed, so blessed. And, um, you know, I'm qualifying in my pajamas, which is totally cool. Um, so, yeah, um, comfy, cozy, and ready to share with you. So I'm going to give you my brief history, um, you know, before I was free, before I was had the freedom from food. Um, first of all, I was always a compulsive overeater. And I think the only time that I wasn't was when I was born. I was a premature baby. <laughs> and um, I think I weighed five pounds something. And um, that was the only time I was underweight in my entire life. <laughs> um, and when I was born um, in the 60s, the Playtex bottles came into being. And if you look at pictures of me, I probably just love those things. And boy, I did not look like a preemie. Um, after a couple months, I had those cute little chubby dolly arms and legs. Um, and, you know, I just uh, took to that bottle. Um, and so, um, yeah, I just, I think really I love fruit from the, from the beginning. Um, I remember my first diet uh, or suggestion of one anyway was around fourth grade. And I weighed in my in the 80s, like 80 something, 85 or something. And the doctor said, "Well, if you stay there, you know, you'll be okay, <laughs> whatever that means." Um, and obviously, that was um, un, uncalled for, unheard of for me. Um, and so uh, there was no no way, no way. Um, and so hence, I started dieting, dieting all the diets, um, and with my mom because my mom, you know. Um, you know, maybe she rest in peace. She was on diets 
all her life, all all the time that I that I was growing up. And so I would join her, and then eventually my sister joined her, and so with the three, you know, amigos <laughs> were dieting together, and we did um, off and on, more off than on, but the ones that we were on for a little while was uh, Weight Watchers. Diet Workshop, Slim Fast, Dexatrim, Herbalife. I did Gloria Stevens for the 12-week trial period because I thought that was all I needed to do. Um, I did Jane Fonda Workouts with the cute little leggings. <laughs> Richard Simmons, AIDS Candies. Those were the best because there was family candy in my house. We had never had candy. Um, the No Breakfast Diet. Um, yeah, I could skip breakfast. Woohoo. Um, I fasted on Yom Kippur. That was also a diet. I mean, I didn't eat all day long, um, but it, yeah, I never really lasted very long. Um, and I and I went back and forth to the Weight Watchers and Diet Workshop because those were quote unquote the healthier diets. Um, and so, um, yeah, just but never achieved any success. And why? Because I wasn't honest. Um, you know, you would write down your food that you ate, bring it in that week and um, show it to the leader or whatever. And she would look at it and did I include everything I ate? No, 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 no. And did she ask me, well, did you have this or this? No. So the lies of omission were huge. Um, and I paid money. I paid them money to lie. It's a, it's a really crazy thing to think about, but I, you know, I, I just didn't know how to diet. I really didn't. I didn't want to diet. Diet took effort. It took, um, you know, what really felt like um, deprivation. Diet and deprivation went hand in hand. And, um, and so I, I just uh, couldn't stick with anything, you know. But it made me sad. You know, I, I love clothes. I'm, you know, I, I have way too many. Um, <laughs> and, you know, at that time, you know, when I was getting a little bit older, you know, black was my best friend. Had like five million black baggy pants. We wore baggies at that time, and stripes had to go vertically, never horizontal, um, never white. Oh my God! And I can't even wear white today. It's just like off limits. Um, <laughs> um, I never had boots that fit me because they wouldn't zip up on my calf. Um, you know, Lane Bryant at that time was the only store I could shop in, and. I just felt very, it was very degrading um, to go there and with all the older women and, and try to find something that looked halfway useful and decent. Um, and the other thing is I loved summertime. I still do. Um, but I had a love-hate relationship because I hated to wear a bathing suit. And um, and when I did, my legs would shave, you know, um, shave together and it would be so uncomfortable. And, you know, sometimes I would, you know, wear shorts or or I just wouldn't go at all, um, you know, because it was just um, too painful. Uh, and, um, you know, I got to add in here to gym class. Gym class was so incredibly humiliating for me, you know, trying to climb ropes and run a three-mile, whatever it was, the fitness test and feeling the, side, my, my, the, the pain in my sides and being the last one walking the rest of the way. and um, you know, never picked for teams. I mean, it was just the the weight really held me back as a as a young person. And um, and though I would smile on the outside and was known for my laugh at that time, um, you know, I did not feel that way on the inside. I just wanted to fit in. 
I really wanted to fit in. It wasn't it wasn't unusual to feel that way as a young person, but for me, it was really, really important to fit in, and I did not. Um, later in life, when I went to college, I took a starving and stuffing class. It was called starving and stuffing, um, and I'm not sure why I gravitated to it, but I thought, oh, interesting. But um, when I finished, I really couldn't relate to it because it talked about anorexia and bulimia, and um, you know, I didn't know that for me. I, I couldn't associate with those things. And, um, you know, they didn't talk about compulsive overeating. Um, and too bad, because then I, maybe I would have, um, the seed would have been planted. But, um, you know, I went on. I went on to uh, just off and on, off and on. Um, but never with much gusto. Just like I said, took too much effort. And effort, in, in my opinion, was just not something that, I liked. <laughs> um, so fast forward. Well, fast forward a little bit, not much, but a little bit to 1986. Early on 1986, um, my sister, my beautiful sister, five years younger than me, um, she was qualifying at an OA meeting in Beverly, Massachusetts. And I, um, you know, I went. My mom and I went. Um, and I heard her qualify. And I never knew. I never knew that she was suicidal with the food and um, the sugar especially. And, um, you know, she wanted to kill herself because it just was getting too hard to deal with. And this program, OA, saved her life. And she, um, she was never heavy to me, but she was the center person. And my mom was the heavier and I was in between. So I never really saw her. But when I look at pictures, I do see some, you know, a little bit of weight. But, um, you know, I heard her qualify, and it changed my life. It really changed my life um, to think that some program could save this person that I loved so dearly um, from, you know, hurting herself um, was very different than going to a Weight Watchers meeting and hearing someone share recipes, you know. <laughs> um, and, you know... I felt that bondage that the food had, you know, placed upon her and the self-loathing that she had for herself and how it was lifted and how she was feeling the freedom. And that started the journey to freedom for me, um, you know, September 18th, 1986. Um, I got my sister's sponsor, as I did with all the diets. We followed each other all around. So I, I you know, I talked to the, the sponsor that was, also sponsoring my sister. Um, and I called her very early in the morning because she got up very early in the morning and I committed my food. She told me what to eat, suggested, made suggestions. Um, she told me to go to meetings. She told me to, you know, make sure that I um, read literature, including the big book, A Page at Night, um, to get on my knees. Now, that was unheard of. Um, I'm of the Jewish faith, and you don't do that according to the Jewish faith, right? <laughs> oh, so I thought, like, I, there's certain things. You eat this food on this holiday, and you don't get on your knees. <laughs> so that's about all I know. Um, so I, you know, I heard that, and I thought, well, I don't know. I don't know if this program will work for me here. Um, but I also heard that I just need to humble myself and to demonstrate that powerlessness. And so I did. I got on my knees. 
I go to my knees in the morning to ask God for abstinence. And then I go out on my knees at night and I thank God for a day of abstinence. And really that's as simple as it was in the beginning. And, um, and in doing that, I put a day together. And then I put you know, a week together, um, a month, a year. It was like, what? Are you kidding me? Um, a year later, I got married. Um, I was a thin bride. It was a miracle. I didn't even, I hadn't, you know, I could ne- never stick to anything like, you know, to try to make it to a certain point, an event or something. So for me to be a thin bride was a miracle. And I had pictures of that, you know, I'm on the beach in Hawaii in a bathing suit, happily in a bathing suit. Um, and so, um, yeah, it was, it was the start of my journey. And, you know, I had everything, uh, I had all the holidays in front of me, I need to say that. So September, <laughs> um, yeah, the Jewish holidays, I had Halloween, which was my favorite. I had, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, I didn't celebrate, but I would surely go to your house and celebrate with you. Um, and, and on and on and on, right? And so when I would make it through a holiday without picking up food, I'd be like, wow, this is amazing. Like I didn't have to stop my diet, quote unquote, and then get back on the stick Monday, um, which was really my mantra, really. So um, that was amazing. Um, and yeah, I just, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing, it's been an amazing journey. I was much younger then, obviously. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, I, God obviously felt like I was ready for this program, that I had had enough pain and that, um, you know, that I, I you know, needed this program in my life. And, uh, oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to my sister. I thank her. I really do thank her often for showing me the way. Um, and my mom eventually did too. My mom eventually did the program too, and she started losing a little weight. Um, but she was funny. She was abstinent from bagels and ice cream. <laughs> That's what she would always say. Haven't had a bagel and an ice cream yet today. And so, um, but you know, I really did. Learn. It was that was the attraction piece for me. Was these two people in my life that um, meant the world to me. So um, I also need to say that um, my sponsor always recommended that I be in the steps. She said, find a step meeting, find a closed step meeting, um, do the steps. And so from day one, pretty much, um, I have been involved in the steps, um, doing it with, um, you know, people that are abstinent, working the program and, um, you know, uh, just, you know, staying, staying stopped while they're actually working them and doing a fourth step and sharing it um, with another and um, yeah, going through it. And these were year year long commitments, but um, I did them. I did them because I did not want to go back. I did not want to go back to the food. And that's, that was a healthy fear that, that, that is a healthy fear that I still have is that um, I don't want to go back out there um, and do any more research. I've had enough. Um, And so, you know, that's where the liberation and freedom came, you know. And so I found in the big book um, on page 62 how it works. Um, it says, most good ideas are simple. And this concept was the keystone of the new triumphant arch through which we passed to freedom. Um, and 
that's how I felt at that time and still do today, that I, I, I did pass through that triumphant arch of freedom. Um, you know, freedom's mentioned 12 times in the big book, um, but I, I really think each, each term, each page has um, alludes to some, some freedom, some free, uh, you know, the nature of freedom. Because I, um, yeah, I just, I really think that this is a God-given program and, um, and just so, so helpful for me. It has been just such a help. And I feel like I need it more than I ever did then. <laughs> um, and that's really um, why I stick around. Um, the fellowship. So the journey to fellowship. You know, I looked up fellowship. Um, I, do, I love words. And I, I love the fact that we look up words. Um, you know, in my heart, I know what fellowship means. But I like also seeing um, what the dictionary has to say. And it's companionship, and company, and community, and camaraderie. And um, so, you know, that is what this program has offered me, you know, and the big book does say offer him friendship and fellowship. You know, that's page 95, working with others. And that is what I've had. This fellowship is like no other. I talk to people and I feel an instant connection, instant connection. I mean, and and it's just amazing to me still, even today, when I call somebody or I text somebody. Or, you know, I see someone in a meeting or when I went to the convention and I hugged people that I heard their voices and now I saw a face to, to match that, that, that voice. Um, my heart just felt so warm and so full. It's just there's no other feeling like that. I've never experienced that feeling before. Um, and, um, you know, having that sponsor always gave me that daily connection, you know, and I just... I just spoke the other day to my original sponsor. You know, she has she is still doing it. She is still doing it. Um, she was a couple of years absent, I think, when I took, uh, you know, when we worked together. And so um, she's still doing the program. And, and when I got off the phone with her, I just felt like she's my soul sister, you know. And so there, there are just so many people in this program that I feel connected to. Um, and when I pick up the phone and I call these people, you know, I have you all under VM for vision meeting. Um, and I <laughs> I think of that also as very marvelous <laughs> people. And so I just, um, I have you all there and I can call, I can call my highs, I can call my lows. I can call just because I want to find out how you are. Um, there, you know, life, we wake up in the morning and <sighs> we you know, need to live through certain things. And some of them are going to be joyful. Some of them are not going to be so joyful. You know, some of the things that I have lived through abstinently and with this program, a pregnancy. I have my beautiful daughter, Nikki, in 1991. And I use this program um, to talk to people who had had abstinent pregnancies and children in this program. And um, they walked me through what I needed to do to get through an abstinent pregnancy, beautiful abstinent pregnancy, only gained 26 pounds and had a beautiful, healthy baby girl who's going to be 29 in May. <laughs> so crazy. Um, I stopped smoking in program. Um, a year later, after I got an abstinent, um, I knew that it wasn't healthy for me. I wanted to get pregnant, and I, I just, uh, I was so addicted. You know, no surprise, though, because I'm an addicted, addictive-natured human being. And so, 
I called people, called people in this program who had stopped smoking that remained abstinent. And they helped me, and they helped me walk through the pain and the tears. Um, and I haven't smoked, thank you, God, since 1987. Thank you, God. Um, new homes, um, deaths in my family. Let me tell you, I lost my mom four years ago. And I thought, like when I was younger, I would never get through that. That, that, that would be far too painful for me to ever get through. And because of this program, I really do believe um, that, you know, all of you helped me um, get through this and helped me to see the, um, the joy that I had with her and the love that she has for me. And, yeah, she's looking down on me, proud of me. She would say, you know, I'm so proud of you, Mamala. And, and so I, um, you know, I know. I know that this program has helped me through that. I also remember when my grandmother died um, in 88, um, people came to my home when I sat Shiva and um, brought me fruit and brought me a meeting. They didn't know my grandmother, but they knew me and they loved me. And so they were there for me. And that's huge, huge. And where do you get that? Do you think a Weight Watchers group would be coming to your house? No, definitely not. Um, you know, the programs walked me through separation and divorce and career changes, um, relationships. I mean, I'm, I'm here for the long haul for relationships. I mean, we're going to be in relationships always, right, with ourselves, with our higher power, and with the people in our lives. And so I need to learn to relate to people. Um, I can't live on that little island all by myself with the coconut tree, you know, coconut palm tree. Um, I have to live with the people in my life. And so, um, yeah, I just have to learn through uh, this program how to, how to relate to people. Um, and, you know, and a cancer diagnosis. You know, my boyfriend got a cancer diagnosis four years ago and five years ago. And so, you know, that's one of my worst fears. You know, it's been on my fourth step pretty much every time I've done it. And so, you know, I go into Boston with him and I sit in, uh, you know, I sit in a waiting room of a cancer center. And, you know, God helps me through that. I'll tell you, God helps me through that. I could be eating over that in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. So I'm just so grateful, so grateful. You know, millions of dollars could not repay the hours of time people have freely given to me. Um, it, it just, I'm just, I feel so blessed. You know, I always felt like a square peg in a round hole. I didn't fit in, you know. Um, I, I just, I didn't. And so now I have this community of loving, caring, genuine people um, that I can share with any time I need to. You know, so, so blessed. I have this vision meeting Monday through Friday, every single day. There's a constant connection that I have, um, you know, especially since I moved out here to Western Mass, you know, and, and didn't have my home meetings. Um, this has become my, my wonderful connection that I have on a regular basis. And, oh, my God, I feel so blessed. And so faith. Um, you know, I looked up faith. Faith is belief, devotion, allegiance, um, sincerity of intention. Uh, complete trust. And um, the big book, um, page 70, how it works, um, it says in this book, you read again and again that faith did for us what we could not do for ourselves. 
Um, and also on, on page 28, there is a solution. Uh, we have no desire to convince anyone that there is only one way by which faith can be acquired. And I needed that. I needed to know that, you know, before program. My prayers to God were, oh, please, God, give me a boyfriend. Or, God, why did you take my grandfather away and, you know, or, for me? Or, you know, why is there wars and deaths in the world? You know, like they were huge things. God didn't have time for my food problem. Um, today, today I know he does. I, and I can see that, you know. Um, you know, I, I, um, I often say, you know, that I look back hindsight. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? And I see what God's carried me through. And, and I'm in awe. I am in awe, you know, of the things that I, like I shared per, um, earlier about what I could actually get through without picking up a bite. Um, and I needed to have the freedom to decide my own concept of higher power, you know, um, a practical God that lives inside me, um, a loving one, all-knowing one, and, um, you know, one that's a source of hope and light um, for me, you know. Um, it's it it was it was so wonderful to know that I could that I could do that um, that I could have my own concept of God um, and that nobody would chastise me or um, you know convince me to believe in uh, their concept um, you know that I just I really could um, get to my own um, belief system and and boy it's it's amazing it really does um, prayer. Prayers, prayer is the bookend of my day. You know, it keeps my keeps my life together. And so, um, you know, that's what I do every morning. Um, you know, I, I use that faith to ask God um, for an abstinent day and to guide me and to show me his will um, and to um, help me to be the best person I can be uh, for this one day, you know, and to to also watch over the people I love and keep them in in his loving arms. And, um, you know, I, I just, um, it's amazing to me. I never stuck with anything. Um, and this requires effort. And if you remember before, I don't like effort. <laughs> um, but this, this effort pays off a thousand percent, right? It really does. I mean, yes, I lost the weight. I was about 65 pounds heavier than I am now, and I lost the weight. But the gifts of this program are, they're just amazing. They're priceless. They really are priceless. Um, and in the book, book, it also says, we finally saw, saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much as the feeling we ha would have for a friend. And that's We Agnostics, page 55. Um, yeah, so faith. Faith is just incredible, right? And then it also says faith without works is dead. Um, and so the bottom line is I need to carry this message as best I can to others. Um, you know, it's a joy. It's a joy to work with others. It's a joy to take phone calls, to get a text, um, you know, for people to say, oh, love, I loved hearing you on the line or, you know, um, can't wait to talk to you at some point or something, or if they leave a message or whatever. It's just lovely, right? Um, and then, you know, or, or sponsoring people who need direction, you know, and, and hope for the long haul, right? So I can tell them, you know what? The food, the, 
it will get easier. And, um, you know, and this journey will be like none other. And I can give them hope. You know, that's how I carry the faith. And I try to remain teachable. That is huge for me and open-minded. I have to remain open to the gems of wisdom that everyone shares. Um, like I said, I need this program now than I did 33 years ago. I really, really do. It's, it's so important to me. It is a gift, and it's, it really um, it just keeps all the other pieces of my life intact. Um, so, you know, I listen intently. I share when I can. You know, I do, like I said, I do that because I don't want to have that self-centered fear and, and I don't want to, I want, I want you to get to know me. I want you to, um, you know, know who I am so that you can have that connection and I can have that connection with you. And, you know, God willing, I continue this journey of freedom, fellowship, and faith one day at a time <clears throat> for the rest of my life, you know, um, it's, it's, it's that important to me. It really is. And um, I think that's all I have. So thank you so much for listening. Larry? Larry? Thank you so much, Darian. Oh, oh so thank Darian. you. Oh, okay. Oh, there I am. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, okay. I was, I was muted there. Yeah, yeah. Darian, thank you so much for your, your, your lovely testimony. Um, we're now going to transition to the question and answer phase uh, this morning. And uh, Darian Kay's contact yeah. information, uh, including her zodiac sign, you know, her, everything. Absolutely. We're, we're going to get that to you provide, <laughs> provided at the conclusion of the recorded portion of the special edition. Let me give you the share ID for, for Darian's presentation this morning. That number is 14,058. That's one uh, four. Now, before I take names for the Q&A, just a loving reminder, uh, just in the interest of time uh, and kind of the format we follow, please uh, ask questions for Darian, devoid of you know, any commentary. That just helps us just kind of stick to our, our, our uh, uh, you know, the format of our meeting here. And Darian, once again, thank mm -hmm. you so much for sharing. Uh, so, with that, who has a question for Darian Kay? Marianne V. Marianne? Yes. Okay. Who else? Carol H. Carol? Mary Lee R. and Eugene Oregon. Mary Lee. Terry B. Terry B. Anyone else in this first Maura. round? Was that Mora? It was. Sorry for stepping on you, Larry. No, that's okay. I heard you, Mora. Okay, maybe one more. If there's if there's someone else that. Uh... And that was Perry B. Thanks, Mel. I got wax in my ears here. Anybody else? Marion Rifka H. Mary, is it Marion Rifka? Yeah. Okay, Marion Rifka. All right. Well, that, that, that sounds like a good first round here. Uh, we'll start with Marianne V, followed by Carol H. Marianne, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my question. 
Um, I had a question about the issue of kneeling and being of the Jewish faith. I'm not Jewish, I'm Catholic, uh, but I can't kneel because I had both my knees replaced. And my doctor told me absolutely no kneeling ever. So uh, what would you say to people who, if you're sponsoring them when they say, I can't kneel or my faith doesn't allow me to kneel or whatever reason they give you? Thanks. Well, thank you. That That's an awesome question. So sometimes I kneel and sometimes I crouch in my bed. <laughs> I sort of... Um, just sort of lay my head down on my knees and whatever, I guess, in my opinion, whatever humbling posture you can do to um, sort of give over your power is, in my humble opinion, acceptable. Um, I really feel like um, it's, you know, if you're, yeah, if you're, if you can't kneel or you um, are opposed to it, just humbling yourself to a higher power and knowing that that is the place um, that you're getting the power for the day and that you're um, smaller, I guess, smaller than that power, um, whatever that looks like for you and, and is comfortable for you, to me, is perfect. Thanks. Thanks for the question, Marianne. Okay, we'll move next to Carol H., followed by Mary Lee R. Carol, good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Larry, for your service. Thank you, Darian, for your qualification, your share. It's good to hear you. Um, my question, I think, is I have a couple, but I'll just I'll try this one. So it sounds like you came to program before Vision for You ever existed. And then you have incorporated a lot more, perhaps, of the big book into your um, program. And that's been my experience. How do you today um, maybe sponsor people differently than you maybe did back before you became associated with Vision? That's my question. Oh, that's, that's a good one, too. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I do. I sponsor differently. It's interesting. Um, I mean... In the beginning, it was so much about the food, right? And, okay, call, call your food in. That's, that was the sort of the, the bottom line um, issue, I guess, um, that I addressed when I sponsored people, you know. And um, it's very different today. Um, the food is still super important. Um, and, <clears throat> and for me, you know, um, I, 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 I need to really get that sort of foundation from people first, um, you know, so that they sort of have something solid to, to, to go on because that's really why we all come in here at first, right? Um, but I do sponsor, um, you know, with the big book um, and now, and um, it is, it's different, but it's really good. I mean, I really, when I, when I did join the vision meeting two and a half years ago when I came out to this area, um, I had never done strictly the big book. I did AA in the AA 12 and 12 in the big book or OA 12 and 12 in the big book, but never strictly the big book. Um, and, and so, yes, that, that's what I do now. Um, although I do incorporate some of those as well, but, um, I sponsor like I was sponsored, um, from someone that I, that I chose that, um, I loved hearing on the line 
And so that's how I sponsor now. Um, and so it is, it is a little bit different. Um, but uh, yeah, I, like I said, I just try to remain teachable and open um, and to keep my program fresh. And so it's, you know, that's, that's really what I'm doing. And um, so, yeah, it's, it is definitely different <laughs> than, than 30 years ago um, when we didn't have this. And really call it, be, being on the phone, um, you know, that was odd to me too. Like, well, okay, why bother being on the phone when you can be to a face-to-face -face meeting? I thought that this would be less than um, helpful than a face-to-face -face meeting. Um, and boy, and what I've learned is these meetings are powerful and wonderful. And like I said, my my constant connection. So um, yeah, things are things are different, but in a good way. Thanks. Thanks, Carol, for the question. Okay, we have Mary Lee R. followed by Perry B. Mary Lee, it's your turn. Good morning. This is Mary Lee R. in Eugene, Oregon. And thank you so much for everyone on the line and being of service. Um, do you and your sister follow similar programs? And I want to put in a, well, I'll just stop with that question. Uh, so, you know, my sister was in for a while, my mom and sister, um, and then they weren't. Um, and that's another miracle, huge miracle, because that is not my go-to, right? So whenever they hopped off the wagon, I hopped off right along with them happily. <laughs> um, and so my sister still doesn't eat sugar products, um, but you know, somehow she's, you know, she's doing okay. And um, she also lives in North Carolina, so she's not um, near me. But um, I offer her all the information that I'm getting from program. I told her about this beautiful meeting. Um, you know, I do believe that she has a higher power in her life. And so, you know, she does it her way. Um, and again, it's probably good that she lives, you know, fairly far away from me. <laughs> Um, because, you know, I would, well, I would try not to make her do it my way, but I love the way that, that the program that I have, um, but, you know, um, she's just doing, she's doing her thing and I'm doing mine, you know, and that, that to me is such a testament of a higher power in my life that I don't have to, um, follow closely behind in the footsteps of, of my family now that I can actually, do this because it's important to me and it's my lifeline. Um, so, yeah. But I do. I wish she was. I wish she was more involved. Obviously, because I mean, this is so delightful. Why would anyone not want to be um, part of this wonderful, you know, fellowship in this particular meeting? And for sure. Thanks for the question, Mary Lee. Okay, we have Perry B. Followed by Mora, 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 Mora. Hey, Perry, good morning. Good morning, my fellow uh, Vision for You people. <clears throat> Thank you for being there and for your service. I'm always so grateful on Sunday morning after I haven't listened to a meeting on Saturday. I know I could listen to the recorded ones, but I didn't. And I go and I just, uh, you know, fall off the wagon, and then I realize the next day, which is today, is step one all over again. It's like Groundhog Day. And it just feels like um, 
better now that I'm not judging myself for what I did yesterday and just being grateful that I'm here now in this moment, in this meeting, and on the way to pray and meditate, and that I texted my sponsor and said, what's a good time to talk, and just doing the things that's right to do after I have an episode where I forget that the sugar Carrie, what's if I in the interest of time, what's the question, if I may, with, with kindness? Well, how do I stop continuing having to start at day one so often and the relapsing get less and less or not at all? How do I do that and be willing to say no to the poison when I so crave it? Mm. Yeah, well, it's so sad because our food, our, I, re- I really think that this program is really the most difficult, right? So you, the alcohol, you put it down, you never have to pick it up again. The food, we have to make at least three choices a day, if that's how many meals we have in our day. And, um, yeah, it's not easy. Um, but we do have tools. We have tools, we have the fellowship, and we have a higher power. And I have to make sure, for me, that I am not depending on my own will, that it has to be God's will keeping me away from that first bite. And my, my prayer has to be strong. And my um, conviction has to be strong. And, um, you know, and I have to, I have to stay connected. Um, it's, you know, it's very easy to, um, you know, be disconnected, right? We have a lot of things to do in our lives and we have our jobs and family and, um, you know, so many things can get in the way of, um, you know, doing what we need to do for our program. Um, but, I I feel so strongly that um, my program needs to come first and my connections need to remain strong and um, constant um, for me to keep the food down, you know. Um, and in the beginning, I mean, it's been a long time since I picked up, but in the beginning, um, there's withdrawal and, and you'll feel you'll feel that shakiness or that tiredness or those headaches or whatever comes up for you. Um, or just the emotional withdrawal is, is painful enough, but getting through that and it, and you can get through that. Um, the beauty of, of feeling abstinent and free from this food addiction is like none other, no other feeling. Um, and if, and if you can have, you know, um, that belief, um, in, in, in a higher power, and the program to help you, you know, believe that I believe, um, then, you know, you can get through one day, you know, and, and definitely take my number and, and be in touch with me. Thanks, Perry, for the question. Next, we have Maura Z, followed by Marianne Ritka. Maura, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Thanks so very much for your service. Darian, what a gift you are to me personally and to this fellowship. I was wondering if you would expand a little bit on your 11-step practices. Um, Okay, so um, the 11-step for me is uh, combines doing sort of a nightly review. Um, I actually use uh, an app on my phone, and um, I go through the questions. Um, from the big book um, of, you know, when I retire, um, 
and check those off and and then jot down some information uh, type text blah, type in I guess some information about um you know if I feel I need to uh, elaborate um I also send that off to uh, my sponsor if I feel I also need to do that um if there's something pressing or that I really would like someone else to 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 look at um you know and then to me the prayer piece is there too I mean it's you know, I, I, I get on my knees and or I crouch down or whatever. Like I say, I humble myself and thank God for an abstinent day. Um, and, you know, just make sure that prayer is in my life, you know. And it's, I don't, I personally don't do like the specific prayers that are sort of written out in the big book. Um, they I make them more personal to me. Um, and some of the ones sort of just come through my, my head um but they feel genuine for me and um yeah that's so i you know i just try to incorporate um all the suggestions that are there for us in, in the 11th step um but you know what i'm not perfect and so um you know suggestions of others and hearing people share um on this information you know last week um helped me to think of of other ways i could um you know I incorporate um, some of that um, 11 step work. So always trying to remain teachable. I feel like that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I try to be. Thanks. Thanks, Maura. Okay, we have Marianne Rifka, and then we'll take uh, another set of names. Good morning, Marianne Rifka. Hi, it's Marianne Rifka, in New Jersey. Thank you so very much. For your talk I really I very much appreciated it and I'm listening at also as you answer the questions and my my question um, is as follows you know I know you mentioned firstly that you had a daughter in program um, and you, you just mentioned earlier that you you try to stay teachable and you um, you try to make program foremost because there's a lot of distractions um, and I'm also you know I'm raising young children now and I find that there are there's a lot of distractions and I know program has to come first um, but I'm wondering if you have any suggestions of practically, because sometimes life can be very decidedly unspiritual. <laughs> and how do you stay close to your higher power and to your program and really make it a priority? I know, I know it needs to be a priority, but how do you do that in practice? That's my question. Thank you. Mm. Well, thank you for the question. Um, yeah, sometimes it's as simple as closing my eyes and saying the serenity prayer. Like that, to me, that prayer is quick, it's simple, and I, I know it <laughs> well. Um, and so I would do that before getting involved in something. Um, and then other times it's um, taking that pause and, um, you know, allowing, um, allowing myself to take some time away from the craziness of the world, um, if you will, and, and, and be, you know, still with myself. Um, and it doesn't have to be for a long time, but um, it's sort of plugging in, right? It's plugging into the energy um, of my higher power. Um, you know, I, I need that. I need that, um, that constant flow. And so sometimes, um, you know, my battery's getting low and I, I need to sort of plug in and recharge. And so it's taking that time and really feeling that I'm worth 
that time, right, to, to take because um, especially with little ones and stuff, you know, you can think, well, they need me constantly and they probably do. Um, but, but in order for, for me, when, I had, when my child was young, to be a good mother um, and to be present for her, um, I needed to first and foremost be um, right with myself. And so, um, you know, I, I knew that in my heart, taking time for um, recharging my battery was, was helpful for her, um, you know, and, and all, all of the people. And, and I find that today, too. I mean, you know, living with my boyfriend, um, you know, many times he'll say, like, did you, you know, why don't you go call your sponsor or why don't you listen to a meeting, <laughs> which is, you know, key for um, you really need to recharge and get, get you know, plugged in and, and, and uh, get some of that positive energy that that program gives you because you're fetching too much or you're, <laughs> you're doing whatever, um, you know, some things that are bothering you or your critical eye. I just always to work on my critical eye, right, and, and stop seeing imperfections in others because, you know, that's what I do for myself too. And, and so, yeah, I just, I need to take that time um, to do that. And it, it works, you know, do I always have that time? No, but when I do and when, I, when I'm true to myself that way, um, it's much, I'm much easier to live with and I, I'm, you know, I, I like myself more. Thanks. Thanks, Marianne Ripka. Okay, we're, we're gonna go the second round here. And uh, if you have a question for Darian, we'd love to take your name now. Maria. Maria? Melissa Singh, sorry. Melissa? Elena C. Elena? Elena. Elena, right? Do I have that? E-L-E-N-A, yeah. I got it, Barbara I got it. H. Barbara? Margie K. Eileen? Is it Nadia? No, Margie K. Oh, Margie, Margie K. Sorry, Margie. And I did Irene. get, uh, I did get Irene. What's the last initial, Irene? Yeah, it's Eileen M. Eileen. <laughs> I tried to, I tried, you know, Darian, I tried to clean up my ears to no avail yeah. here, so yeah. I'm trying. Anybody else? Anita J. Anita. Okay, Kim here's who I, uh, Kim, and did I hear Marge, another Marge? Marge O. Marge O. Okay, let's hold off there. Let me tell you who I heard. I heard Maria, Melissa, Elena, Barbara, Marge, K, I believe that was, Eileen M, Anita J, Kim, and Marge O. Did I leave somebody out? Okay, let's start with uh, Maria followed by Melissa. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, Larry. Uh, thanks, it's Maria F, a recover compatible reader from uh, County Dublin in Ireland. Um, and thanks so much for your wonderful presentation, Darian. Yeah, I really loved it. Um, and you spoke about being constantly immersed in the steps. And, and you mentioned, you know, you said this is vital to the recovery that you have today. 
And I'm just wondering if you could share and, and just speak to the daily spiritual practices that help you uh, to keep that alive and fresh um, in your program today. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, yeah, my, my daily practices, um, you know, are really um, very similar to the ones I had when I first came in. You know, I, like I said, I either get on my knees or crouch and ask God for an announcement day in the morning, first thing, um, and ask him to guide me and show me his will. Um, and... Um, and I say the serenity prayer. Um, and I, you know, <clears throat> make sure that, um, I mean, it's not a spiritual practice, but <laughs> um, it's a practice as I make sure that I, you know, I have my food and that my, you know, I weigh and measure my food. Um, for me, quantities is an issue. And so I need to make sure that I have my food measured and ready to go for work or whatever and, and planned. Um, if I, you know, fail to plan, if I, yeah, I plan to fail. Um, and I, um, yeah, I just go about my day. I try to connect every day with, you know, the program. Um, you know, I I do listen to the meeting every morning and, um, and try to call at least three people, you know, during the day, um, make connections if I can and read literature and, um, you know, try, just try to use all the tools, right, that, that we have. And um, it was wonderful, too, because I, I did writing. I, I wrote out sort of what I was going to share today on my beautiful Power of the Big Book <laughs> notepad that I got at the convention. And, um, and you know, that writing was incredible, you know, and um, I should probably do more of that on a daily basis, too, because it just helped me really get things out of my head and onto paper and, and really see in black and white you know, what I'm thinking and my direction and things like that. So super good practice. Um, Yeah. And so just really um, doing all the tools because, you know, I heard early on in program um, that, you know, we're in a, we're in a rowboat, right. And there's, we have two oars. One oar is for, you know, to to, you you use the tools, right. And you can use the tools. And if you just use the tools, um, your boat's kind of going to go in a circle. Um, but if then you, if you use the other oar for the steps, you're going to start to move forward in a fluid motion and move move nice and glide right along, um, for, you know, forward. And so um, using the steps and using the tools for me uh, keeps me sort of moving, um, and and that's a good thing. Thanks. Thank you, Maria. Hey, Melissa, followed by Elena. Melissa, only five more months until summer vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for this morning. Oh, my gosh, Darren. First of all, I just love you, love you, love you. Um, (laughs) And so it's exciting to hear you, but that's a whole other thing. My, My question, I'm always inspired by people that have, like, long term recovery. And I just, I want to hear like more about that. Like just how, what is it that you believe has really sustained you um, for the mm-hmm. long haul? Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Well, first of all, I do it one single day at a time and they get strung together like little beads, right? Um, 
to whatever I have today, um, you know, 30 odd years. Um, you know, I, it's it's hard for me to say, really, like I said, it's just really a day at a time reprieve. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe it is that piece of being in the steps, right? The steps are just so important. And so working the steps, um, you know, so many people, and I'm not trying to judge people, but there's there's many people that will go to meetings and read the steps or read the traditions or read the tools, but that's the extent of it, right? And so, you know, you leave the meeting and you're not practicing those things. And I learned early on from my first sponsor, thank you, God, for my first sponsor. Um, you know, her name is Patty, and I used to say I have Patty power. <laughs> um, and she gave me that, She, I mean, well, that's what I believed in the beginning before I before I really believed my God was working through me, I thought she was the end all be all, but I still think she is. But anyway, and all my sponsors are amazing, but you know, I really feel like um, being involved in the steps and doing them really, really committing to doing them um, with, with a group of people um, or with another person um, that is also committed and, um, you know, uh, true to themselves, um, is, has been a helpful piece for me, um, to keep my journey going. Um, yeah, I I just, I, I mean, I look back, I just think to myself, I've never done any, I've never stuck with anything. That's just not my, um, my pattern, um, with life, you know, um, and this program, that's why really I feel like it's a it's a, a God-given program because, you know, it's been important enough to me to stick with um, and to do the work that requires the effort that I'm not too keen on <laughs> um, a day at a time, you know, um, it just gets me through. And, and working with others, I think, is huge, too, um, not just keeping it for myself, you know, always looking for someone to help um, because, you, I'm sure you know very well that when they when people share with you, you get something. It's a two way street, always, always. It's never just one sided. And so um, I do feel like that also has keeping me uh, very involved in the program because you know, well, I can't pick up because I'm sponsoring so and so, or you know, I need to be there for so and so. You know, sometimes you need an excuse, um, and so. That I think has also um, been a very important piece of my program um, to keep me here. You know, um, yeah. I just like I said, I really feel like each day is, is strung together um, miraculously, and um, and it just continues to. Um, I continue to evolve, which is huge too. I can't believe that I have more evolving to, to do, and that I, you know. Um, you know, at my age, I can actually learn and grow and and be grateful for, you know, those things. Thanks, Melissa. Love you. Okay, next we have Elena C., followed by Barbara H. Elena, what's your question for Darian? Good morning. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Darian. My question is, actually, you were just going to you touch on something um, right at the end there. Interesting how uh, this all ties in. But my question was, um, you can elaborate more on um, working with others. 
Yeah, sure. So it's so important. It's so important. Um, and I, and I, and again, I learned that early on from my first sponsor, you know, she was really my mentor and she told me, you need to reach out. You need to make calls. You need to, you know, when you're ready, um, you need to sponsor people. Um, and they were strong suggestions. I mean, I could have said, nah, I don't really feel like this, but, um, I knew I wanted what she had. And so I did what she did. And it was as simple as that in the beginning. You know, I just, I just really wanted what she had, (laughs) except I didn't get tall. (laughs) She was very tall, but anyway, um, I just, you know, I, 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 sort of followed um, the suggestions. And um, and any time that I have a lull that I'm not working with someone, I feel it. I feel my program feels different, you know, if I'm not hearing from a, a sponsee um, or if I'm not connected um, on the telephone. I, I, feel, I feel it, you know. It feels like there's something missing. And so um, it's so important to me um, to stay connected. Um, you know, I feel like we're, we're really, many of us are God with skin, you know, that's not anything I made up, but like, so I, sometimes I, I need to hear God's message through others. A lot of times I need to hear God's message through others because I can't always get it through that blind faith, that, that sort of divine feeling that I might get when I pray. So um, I feel like I need that, um, that tangible stuff um, for me to, to, um, benefit. So, um, yeah, we, we need to stay connected and we have such, it's such a gift to have all those phone numbers on this, on the website, um, of people that are, are willing to take phone calls. Um, and, um, you know, there's really no excuse that we, you know, we can't stay connected to others. Um, and if you, if you haven't sponsored someone, it's a joy. It really is a joy. Um, I know that everyone that I've, you know, that I've sponsored in the past have been really special to me and they continue to be because, um, they've given me a lot as well. And, um, and just seeing their perseverance and their dedication, um, to the program, um, is really a very wonderful, um, experience. Thanks. Thanks, Elena, for the question. Uh, Barbara H., it's your turn, followed by Marge K. Barbara, good morning. Hi, thank you, and um, thank you, Darian, for your presentation. Um, I have uh, just recently transitioned from another food program, um, and I was, let me get to this question <laughs> quickly. Um, where it focused so much on just you know the food sponsoring, then um, step sponsoring, and I'm really grateful to be on this, these meetings now and focusing, and I see that it's okay to focus on the steps separately from food. So um, my question is, like, where I'm coming from, it was all about, you know, your day count and, you know, how much abstinence you have, and it made me always feel uncomfortable because I was always looking for technical, you know, how technically abstinent I am. How do you, you know, feel your own abstinence, how do you, you know, judge it or determine it? Um, I guess that would be the question. Mm. How are you comfortable with it? Thank you. 
Yeah, so I mean, um, we can't, you know, I can't skirt the issue that I'm a food addict, right? And that I, um, that I have um, an allergy to certain foods and um, that it affects me a certain way and, um, you know, and that I have the, the mental twist that goes along with it um, and the craving that, that it brings on if I choose to, you know, have certain things. Um, and so, you know, I really needed to, um, I mean, originally in program, I, like I said, it was more like I ate what my sponsor ate. <laughs> that was like 30 years ago. And today it's more about being incredibly honest with myself about the foods that are my triggers. And, and that's, that was my, really my first um, assignment um, doing the steps uh, this, this time around was just really getting in touch with the fact that there are certain things that maybe are quote-unquote abstinent uh, for other people or that had been maybe in the past for me, but that aren't working today um, and that I needed to really take a deep um, inventory, if you will, of, um, you know, what those things were um, so that I could be even more unblocked from my, you know, higher power and the spirit that is going to give me this freedom um, on a daily basis. Um, you know, and it's not easy. It's always, it's, it's really a, a um, work in progress. But, um, you know, I feel like that's, that's the work I needed to do. And, um, you know, it, it starts with the food, it ends with the food, right? Um, but, I mean, that's why we come in here. Um, you know, we, for me, I didn't come into Overeaters Anonymous because I wanted to learn about the big book or to learn about, um, you know, I don't know, but this writing or literature, whatever. I, I wanted to lose weight. <laughs> I had a weight problem. And so that's what I gravitated to originally. Um, but today it feels a little bit different. It feels like, okay, but I still want to be in a respectable size body. That's important for me. Yes. Healthy. Um, fat serenity doesn't work for me. Um, I don't want that. And I, you know, I, I really don't. And um, so I need to be, have, be constantly vigilant about that um, and, um, and be honest about it. But it's, um, but it's still, I mean, it's important um, to be focused on the steps. Um, the steps really are the answer and really um, what I need to have the freedom with the food um, and to, const like I said, constantly be involved in them. It's, it's super important for me to be constantly involved in doing them and taking, taking note of um, how I'm living, um, you know, a day at a time. So I hope that answered it. Thanks, Barbara. Okay, we have Marge K followed by Eileen M. Good morning, Marge. Good morning. I'm Margie and I'm a grateful compulsive overeater. Thank you for, for sharing your story. It was it was beautiful. Uh, my question to you for today is what was it that made you realize this was the only program for you? How long did it take you to gain your abstinence? And do you exercise at all? <laughs> hmm. Okay. So, um, 
so I, like I said, I followed my sister into this program and my mom eventually. Um, and I didn't, I guess I didn't think about it too much because I was kind of desperate and wanted, wanted to um, lose the weight. But I also kind of wanted that feeling my sister had. I could really see that she had some peace and serenity um, in her life. And so it, there really, it really was a program of attraction for me um, in the beginning. Um, and, yeah, I just, I just started on the journey. Um, you know, like I said, I can't, I can't really say why, um, you know, why it's still so important to me today. I mean, I, well, I mean, I know it's higher power. I know there's a, there's a spirit in the universe that is keeping my feet steadfast in this program, you know, right in the middle, (laughs) um, with all of you, because, um, that's not my it's not my usual um, path in life to stick with something. So it's a miracle. Um, and exercise piece, oh, I should be doing more, quite honestly. I have to be honest. Um, you know, I try to walk, um, but I'm not, I don't know, there's something about exercise. I think, and I, I'm not going to make an excuse because there is no excuse, but I think because exercise was one of my diets. Like I said, I did Gloria Stevens and I did Richard Simmons and Jane Fonda and all those exercise things. That was my, that was, that was my diet at the time. Um, I think it, um, you know, it kind of, it never worked. So I thought, oh, I don't like exercise. I don't like to sweat. I don't like, (laughs) I don't like effort. Um, And so I do, I have, that's something I have to push myself to do when I know that's something I, I I could definitely incorporate more of, um, even if it's small, just a nice little walk around the block. That's something also I have to do is make sure that um, I I don't say to myself, well, that doesn't really count because that's not, you're not really doing that much. It needs to be two miles. It needs to be 10 miles. It needs to be run on the treadmill. It needs, I could <laughs> convince myself not to exercise because I'm not, I don't have time to do enough. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and that's the self-sabotage, I guess, that, that comes into play. So, yeah, I, 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 I do need to do more. Um, and I also, but I also need to uh, be gentle with myself and, um, and do a little bit and have it be okay and, um, and know that it's good. It's good for my heart. It's good for my soul. And, um, yeah, and, but, again, it's, it's something I'm, I'm working on. Thank you. Thanks, Margie. Okay, um, Darian, you've been very generous generous with your time. We have four more in the queue, then we're going to close it out. Mm -hmm. Next up, we have Eileen M. and Anita J. Eileen, good morning. It's your turn. Good morning, Larry. Uh, Good morning, Darian. Thank you so much for your beautiful story. And my question is with regard to working with others. And I'm wondering... um, once you take someone through the steps uh, while they've been entirely abstinent and you get them, you know, grounded in step 10, 11, and 12, and they become recovered, then what does that relationship look like? Because, you know, I'm thinking like if a person is calling you, if a recovered person's calling you and they're checking in, you know, as needed with you, 
then it's kind of, if you have a couple people doing that who are recovered, it, it kind of, you know, doesn't give you much time to take a new person through the steps. Hmm. So I'm just wondering. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of tricky. I don't feel like there's a sort of right or wrong answer. I feel like um, it's what people need. I mean, I check in with my sponsor, but it's not like daily. Um, you know, it's once every couple of weeks or whatever. Um, and we always have a nice conversation and, and, you know, sort of catch up on where, where, you know, where I'm at, where, where she's at. And, but, um, I, I guess it, I, I don't know if it, it doesn't really impede on, um, working with others. Um, I guess it's just a matter of managing the time and being, um, you know, letting people know when a good time is or, or isn't. And, um, but I don't know. I, I really feel like staying in touch is a good thing. Um, I don't know because we share so much of our personal life with that sponsor and, um, they get to know us so very well. Um, and and we've trusted that person. I, I feel like, um, for me anyway, I'm grateful that I still have a connection, you know, and that I can, sort of pick up the phone or I can text and I can say, you know, I'd really love to talk to you. When's a good time for you um, to, to um, just chat for a little bit um, about whether something's going on or to share something, you know, wonderful or whatever, um, you know, but making that time um, for somebody and, and then just, you know, um, enjoying the experience. Um, but, you know, also setting boundaries, I suppose, um, is important too. Right. And, and I know for me, I'm not always good at that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just working, working at um, a nice balance. Everything's about balance, right? We can't necessarily uh, put everything on a scale like we do our food. So um, we have to think about how we can balance our lives. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Eileen. Okay, we have Anita followed by Kim. Anita, it's your turn. <laughs> Thank you so much, Larry. Thank you. Thank you, Gary and Kay. Really, it was a one I get to know you through this year. Um, you know what? You just, the question before came at it from a different angle of my question, but it's the same question. I wanted to know you as a sponsee today, how you, what's your relationship, but didn't you answer it? You, Couple every couple of weeks you talk to each other. Yeah, so I I do. I keep in touch with my my sponsor, um, and like I said, I keep in touch with my original sponsor too. She's just a blessing in my life. Um, but we don't talk all the time, um, you know. And it could be a, a week or two without you know talking. But once in a while there'll be a text here and there. Um, like I said, I just feel like. You know, this person um, knows me probably better than most, um, and I've shared. Obviously, you know, I chose to share my fifth, do my fifth step with them, with this person, and so they're very important to me. And and so I, um, I, I feel like keeping in touch with them um, is helpful for me. You know, and a lot of times, like I said, it's a two-way street. A lot of times, it's helpful for them as well, and that's not why I'm in touch with them, but. It ends up really being a two-way street. Um, 
and we find out, you know, we have so much in common or, you know, that, that they've experienced something, maybe they're going through something that they needed to hear me share about. So there's this constant, I mean, to me, that's fellowship in a nutshell, right? The fellowship of this program, um, keeping that friendship and that fellowship going um, is just so important. And that's, that's how I work my program. Um, and some might work it different ways, you know what I mean? That they sort of like the, you know, letting the little bird out of the nest and letting it fly, be on its own, um, you know, but uh, for me, it's, I don't know, it's important to stay in touch. And, and like I said, making that time, you know, and knowing um, when, when it is good um, and not, you know, you know, make, not, not taking up time that, that they might need with their sponsor, other sponsees or with their family or whatever, you know. Um, but you know what? We're so generous in program, right, with our time. I really feel that way. I've never really run across anybody that's not been generous with their time. And like I said, bazillions of dollars would not pay for the generosity of time that people have had with me. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Anita. Okay, we have Kim next, and then we'll wrap it up with a question from Marge O. Oh, Kim, good morning. Good morning, and thank you so much for sharing. You may have answered, um, well, you, I know you have answered this question in a few ways, but I wondered, I can get stuck on that island of isolation that you spoke of, and I wondered, when you're on there, how do you how do you get off of it, and how do you stay off of it? If, if you think you have something more to share on that. Yeah, thanks. It's a very sunny island with with all with all my abstinent food around. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah. Um, I guess. Well, what happens to me? I probably do feel that isolation and sort of loneliness, and I sort of it kind of comes into my head that you know I should probably reach out to somebody. Um, or maybe the food is looking a little more wonderful than it should, you know, that I'm looking forward to my meal maybe more than I should, um, you know, or I'm, like I said earlier, kind of making people think I'm a fetch and, and not um, being such a nice person, um, you know, that kind of thing. So the things happen, and then I realize, mm, there's something more I need to do probably for my program um, that I probably should reach out in some way uh, to um, to better myself because, um, yeah, it, it can feel good for a little while to sort of isolate and uh, be in your own little world, but um, it's not good for long. It really isn't. And, you know, I've heard many times from people that in relapse that the food is the last thing to go. Right, and so um, it can surely start with isolation, right, and not connecting with people and doing your own thing and getting caught up and thinking that's a good thing because you're productive or whatever with with your own thing or, um, yeah, and then eventually you pick up and you go, what the heck happened? You know, it's so insidious, so sneaky, and so um, yeah. So I just have to, I just, I, I really need to, um, you know, stay in touch um, with people and, and not be on that island. Uh, 
by myself. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Kim. Okay, let's wrap it up with our Red Sox fan. Marge, oh, hey, Marge. <laughs> and a Patriots fan, too. However, oh, yeah. I will watch the rest of the country play. <laughs> hey, Marge. Thank you, Larry. Good morning. This is Marge O from Walpole, Massachusetts. And, Darian, <laughs> you answered my question three different ways, so I'm going to <laughs> take 30 seconds and just say I remember uh, attending meetings with you 100 years ago in Mansfield at the Little Church. And um was so thrilled when I became a visionary and heard your voice many times. Aww. So uh, onward, and um, thank you so much, and I will take your information. I'd love to check in with you now and again. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, what a good uh, wrapping it up with the bow there, March. Thanks so much. And Darian, once again, we're so appreciative of your time and your generosity. Thank you. Really appreciate that. So, um, and Darian's information, uh, hopefully your Zodiac sign, but I don't know. Um, we're <laughs> going to give that at the end of the, the recorded uh, portion here. And we are now going to close with uh, a reading from page 162 after that from uh, from the big book in a chapter vision for, for you. So let me read that now. Uh, okay, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you in 